0: Would you like to learn how to apply biblical marketing strategy so you can do business God's way and increase your income? My guest is Zara Basil and she is the expert in all things biblical marketing. Today you will learn how seeking God first and using a biblical marketing strategy can help you make an impact and an income. Hi, I'm Reina. Christian Money Mindset and Fun Money Habit Coach and welcome to the Fun Money Habit Podcast. You will not be able to steward money wisely, earn without fear and go to the next level financially if you believe that money is evil and being wealthy is bad. Let's talk about money from a biblical perspective and learn what the Bible says about it so you can reach your personal finance goal while keeping your heart on Jesus. If you are a Christian female entrepreneur who wants to seek God's first, earn more without fear, leave that tree, build up your saving and make an impact, you are in the right place. It's time to uncover the limiting belief and the self-sabotaging habits that are keeping you stuck financially and let God heal your relationship with money. So grab your Bible, a pen and paper, and let's do this. Today, my guest Sarah is a wife, a new mom, a coffee addict. She's a copywriter turned business coach for Christian business entrepreneurs, teaching them how to build a firm foundation in their business so they can make an impact and an income. It's her mission to empower Christian business owners to embrace their God-given identity so they can feel confident selling their offer without the sleeves. Sarah focuses on authentic content and unique marketing strategy that are built around the gift and skill each individual has been blessed with.
1: Hello, Sarah, how are you? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm doing
0: really well, Reyna. How are you? Good. So today I'm excited for you, please, to share how did you started making consistent income in your business once you left the world way behind and started doing business god way so can you please tell us more about how to make an impact and an income
1: it's been a bit of a journey (laughs) to get to where i am as i'm sure many people can relate to like i started my business gosh like three years ago now so it feels like it's been way longer than that and in some ways it feels like it's been (laughs) like two days but it's been three years now since i started my business and in the beginning it wasn't particularly christian focused i was just like okay i got a business now what and um pretty quickly i realized i really wanted to niche down into to serving Christian entrepreneurs and make faith more of a part of my business and so I started going on this journey of like okay what does faith in business even look like what does that mean and you know at the beginning it was like oh well I'll just talk about my faith you know that's a great stepping stone but that was about all it was in the beginning and I was still kind of just doing everything the way that I had been but I just happened to talk about my faith a little bit more so I think it was was it last year now I ended up in a, a coaching program and I say ended up because I feel like in hindsight I was maybe a little bit pressured into it I don't know if it was 100% completely individual choice that I made but anyway like lots of lessons learned from that whole process but it was very much not a Christian coaching program in any way and it was very like unaligned with a lot of the values and the principles that I have and I'm obviously not going to blame the program for anything because it's the program is a program you know there's lots of good things to learn from it but my last year I felt like i was kind of stepping away from a lot of the christian things that i had been doing i decided i was going to change my niche i was like okay i don't i'm not going to just serve christians anymore i'm going to serve everyone and like lots of very silly things in hindsight happened that i felt like were great decisions and, and at the time and obviously in hindsight i can now see i was really being led astray from different things i wasn't as connected into my faith so i was very distracted and easily like tempted by other things and so i can see all of this in hindsight and basically i got out of that coaching program and was like okay I made lots of stupid decisions. That's fine. We're going to write it off, move it on. We're going to come back to those Christian principles that I really like miss having in my business. And it's like, like a light just went off in my head. And suddenly I was like, oh, I have all these new ideas that I haven't had in months. I could feel this like dry spell ending. And then of course I went and had a baby and I had months off from my business. So like financially there was still a bit of a dry spell while I was on maternity leave. But like I had all these new ideas and excitements and passions. I launched a new program and people signed up for it and have been really enjoying it. And pretty much since I launched that, I've been able to have um, like a consistent intake almost every single month. And the finances are beginning to stabilize for the first time in my business has been very up and down up until this point. And it's just crazy to like watch that trajectory where when I really connected in with things that were not Christian. Things just went all over the place. And then when I left all of that behind and committed back to having God be the center of my business and to have that foundation again, then suddenly it's like, okay, I can hear the Holy Spirit talking better. I can actually hear clearly. I have that discernment back that I had really like lost sight of in the process. So all these things came back into place that I had been missing. Mm -hmm. My brain was clouded. So I just couldn't hear or access them in the same way before. So that's kind of like (laughs) the overview of the journey from how I ended it up to where i am right now yes and i can see
0: what you're saying when the world voice is so attractive Mm -hmm. it's like deceiving if i can use that word as well and the lord is saying you can't build a house without first coming to me because he's the firm Mm -hmm. foundation and when we are led astray because we're like oh Chinese object syndromes, this look like the best thing to do now. (laughs) We are losing that connection with God because we are focusing on the thing of the world instead of focusing Mm -hmm. on what he's asking you to do because he hasn't stopped talking to you, but you were just so distracted that you were only listening to what was going on in the world so yeah
1: yeah and I felt like I lost a lot of that ability to trust myself and that was like I was so doubtful like one of the things that I I can see so clearly is that I was doubting almost every decision that I had made and I was filled with just so much not necessarily anxiety but like everything was like well I don't know what to do I had no confidence in my own abilities anymore and it's crazy how much of a difference that makes in your marketing like when you're suddenly no longer confident about things then yeah people can tell. <laughs> people can tell and then you don't show up as well and it's it's just a whole mess that you can get into. That's one of the biggest shifts as well is like, a lot of what I'm doing is not necessarily different. Like when I I talk a lot about biblical marketing and really it's just like biblical principles, the marketing itself is not, there are some differences for sure because there's a lot of marketing strategies that are definitely not biblically aligned in terms of what they do and what they teach and and what they're built from. But on the whole, there's a lot of things that are the exact same. It's just like, as you say, it's that foundation. It's that connection to seek God first and then apply all these things on top um, that really make the difference. Yes, for me as the Christian money mindset and fun money habit coach, is all
0: about mm-hmm. God as the center. Seek him first in your life, in your business, in your finance, so you can be a good steward of the resources that he has given you. And you're talking about the gift and talent that he have given us and aligning that mm-hmm. with your marketing
1: strategy. So tell us, how do we even start? And I love that you mentioned like that using God as your foundation, because that's exactly like where the name of my program came from. I called it Affirm Foundation specifically because I just like I couldn't get that parable of the house on the sand versus the house on the rock. And I couldn't get it out of my head. And I was like, this is the name of the program. It's about a firm Foundation because you do not want to be building on the sand. Mm. And that's really where it all comes from. that's how you get started. So biblical marketing, like like the first thing that I teach in my program is, is identity. And so this is the idea that it comes back to understanding who God made you to be who are you in Christ what does that look like who are you as a person what are your skills what are your preferences like what is your business like what are you actually what are you doing with your business like how does all of this work because a lot of times we just we see what other people are doing we see them you know people are successful with this strategy people are successful with the strategy and we think I need to do that I need to do all the things I need to get on this platform do this thing start a podcast start a blog start a YouTube channel do all of the things because it's like you say shiny object syndrome we see all the people doing these strategies and all of the strategies can work but it's about what works for you and picking the thing that makes sense for you so the first principle is just like getting back to who who did god make you to be because that's the most important thing so many people will say well i i don't really like doing that is that okay it's like yeah you you're made the way that you are and you're allowed to embrace that please embrace that
0: when we look at biblical money mindset, because identity is the foundation of what I do too. And I call it flip the table because people start with all the strategies, but I'm like, no, 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 yeah. we start with God first. So align.
1: So yes, carry on. It's amazing. So like getting back to that question that you asked at the beginning about what the program is and what biblical marketing is, the strategy or the, the framework that I've kind of um, created is all based on different aspects of Jesus's life, the way that he lived, the way that he was, the way that he conducted his ministry, because mm-hmm. what better model of how to function as a person than to look at how Jesus yeah. functioned as a person? And so identity being the first one, he was the son of God and identity, and like he was very clear on his identity. So the second part that we look at is is calling. So he had a very clear calling on his life, his whole life, was very much a purpose and he knew exactly who he came to serve yes and, like obviously jesus came to to serve everyone because he is capable of having a calling that great we have a people that we're called to serve a specific group of people and so the whole second part of this is understanding who is that person that you're called to serve who what do they like what do they need what are they struggling with what do they want from their life and understanding how to communicate with them because you can't market if you don't know how to connect with the person that you're trying to sell to mm-hmm. so that's the second principle is just figuring out out like getting clear who on who it is your call to serve because there is a specific person
0: absolutely so important knowing the who so that you can connect in a deeper way it's not going to be just surface level they can feel like hey did she know what's
1: going on in my head I will always remember like um, I had um, a client that I was taking through this storytelling process and she told me that she'd written a story post at one point and then someone had commented I feel like you just read my diary and I was like that's what you want to get to like that level of intimacy is what you're aiming to find when you're connecting with people that's how you want them to feel so seen so heard and so understood um, because when you connect with people in that way mm. that's when they go right whatever you're selling I'm here for it because you know me <laughs> and I need what you have exactly right when you really understand their pain point their desires what keep them awake at night yeah and so the next step after this is to look at ministry and so obviously in jesus's life ministry was going to people to preach to you know serve them to fellowship and all you know all the things signs wonders miracles the whole shebang for us ministry really begins with our content obviously a part of our ministry is our actual offer i love to teach like a service first approach not everyone will teach that because they'll say oh you're giving everything away for free what are they going to pay you for like don't do all of these things but Service first is one of the best and most powerful marketing strategies because it builds a trust in a way that other methods don't, especially when you're new in business. A lot of people need evidence. They need to know that what you're doing is legit. They need to know that you can be trusted because you're new and you don't have that brand recognition. You don't have the years and years and years of you know people that have gone through your offers yet. So you need to be able to provide some sort of evidence. And a lot of that comes from serving for free, doing free coaching calls or doing trainings, workshops, classes all of these things that really serve people in a very deep capacity so that they can build that trust. And so the ministry component of my program is all about that content and how you actually like create content that serves in this way that brings people into your space and ministers to them before they've ever paid you anything.
0: That's so important. And that can be very difficult to do for a woman that I I coach who had a scarcity money Mm. mindset, you know? They feel like, oh, if I give this... (gasps) I'm I'm not gonna have anything back. Like I'm giving too much. And yeah. working on that money mindset and taking off all of those layers that is involved with that will help them, as you say, connect and feel like, whoa, if she's giving me this for free, just imagine what she will give it me when we work mm-hmm. one-on-one or when we work in a group setting. Exactly, You get that trust. When we buy, we think that we have a logical brain on, but to be honest, it's more emotional. It's very emotional, yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. We buy with our emotion, to be honest. And so if you find a way like to connect with them and to serve, and as a Christian, I don't see there's any other way to do business because we are called to serve people and to love one another. Mm-hmm. I have, like you, a podcast, is free content, this amazing thing there. We have free masterclass. Because we know we just have that heart that we want to serve. But the thing is, you got to know that when Sarah has a program, when I have a program, and when you get into that, the transformation is multiplied by 100. Because you have skin in the game, you also take yourself seriously you also will do the work that need to happen for you to see the transformation. So, it's really really important what you just mentioned here.
1: It's such a good point as well because people will often say, well, again, if they can get stuff for free, why would they bother paying you? But there's there's something to be said. First of all, like you say about actually making an investment, like because you approach something with such a different mindset when you've put money on the table for it. Mm. So, that's a huge component and people need that yes. mindset motivation essentially. <laughs> um, but also like there's something else to be said for like that access and that like one-on-one even if you're not like teaching in a one-on-one capacity but just that closer relationship as you're going through a coaching program or a course or something or even if it's just access to like a student group where you can ask questions because free content is great but someone's always going to have a question when they listen to your content like I could tell you step by step how to do something and you're still going to go oh well but how does this apply for this or oh have I done it right like you know there's always going to be questions that people cannot get answered from content and so. So it's something, like you say, like, do not have that scarcity mindset for when it comes to giving things away in your content, because there's always going to be a reason for someone to buy from you.
0: Absolutely. And look, an example, I just finished a sales call with a a client now, just before this call, and we were talking, and she has gone through what we call Dave Ramsey Peace, Peace University or Financial Peace, something a while back. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem that she has is that accountability and that support. She knows how to create a budget. She knows she needs to pay off her debt or Mm -hmm. things like this. But she knows that right now as an entrepreneur, her finance is a mess. The way she shows up is a mess. She needs to have the support and the hands-on accountability to be like all right what is the spiral that you're in in your mind right now mm-hmm. that is stopping you from taking the action you know you got to do but it's that spiral in your mind that is stopping you and having a group community or having one-on-one support or voxer that's what my clients love my voxer support they're like yay i can move past those block and not have to wait until the next call yeah and that's what we offer when you work with a coach and that's why it's so valuable because you don't get stuck in like inaction or overthinking because I'm, I'm the pro at overthinking
1: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh me too I I spiral off in so many directions it's yeah it takes a lot to catch yourself in it that's why it's so helpful to have that other person there to say look <laughs> stop what you're doing because it takes a lot of practice to actually be able to stop yourself from going down whatever path that is that you're going and say nope we're not doing that today we're going to choose to do something different so yeah so like you're saying having that support is always so so important like Whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's money or business or marriage, parenting, whatever it is, always important so the next thing that I take people through is testimony which is your story the whole of bible is basically just it's, it's a story right it's an amazing story and there are so many small stories within it and the whole bible is taught through stories basically it's like such a good way to connect with people because they're so memorable they're so interesting they're fun and people will always remember a story better than they will remember any sort of fact or tip or anything and so it's why that's such a fundamental part of this whole program you know Jesus taught almost exclusively in stories <laughs> for a large Part of his ministry. Yeah, it's so important, and so why would we not model that and do the same thing? So I teach people how to tell stories in a way that actually like works and feels good and isn't overly complicated. Because sometimes we get in our heads thinking we need to be like an author. It's like no, we're not asking you to write a book. It's just a Facebook post. <laughs> don't don't stress out about it. Here's a way to do that.
0: That's what I'm learning at the moment as well to be better with my story telling and writing. I'm so glad that you're teaching them that. Yeah. But you are your unique voice and your unique unique story mm-hmm. or not even necessarily yours sometime because like me as a coach it's the story of my client's transformation that I'm sharing you see yeah so exactly it's just a, an, an important step to relate again with your potential client
1: yeah and it's like testimony has like a double meaning there because it's not only your testimony but your testimonials yes so you can absolutely work those into your business it's a huge important part but whenever we get baptized right we share our testimony we share our story of how we came to faith and what that journey looked like and it's like a, it's kind of like a rite of passage in a way in your, in your faith is to stand up and share that in front of people. And so your business, it doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, that can be quite scary for people that are afraid to share things. And it's a huge mm. step of vulnerability yeah. and confidence, but it doesn't need to be that scary. Of course, we don't always need to share like very vulnerable stories. We can share like my um, my design coach um had a fantastic email the other day where she talked about her dishwasher and I'll be honest I'm not good at reading emails but then I saw this like headline come up or subject line come up about a dishwasher and I was like what on earth what are you talking about with a dishwasher and I opened it up and I read the whole email and it was it was fabulous it was a story about her dishwasher and then it, she connected it back to design and I was like that's perfect this is what we're talking about so it doesn't always need to be like super vulnerable stories about your life and your mishaps and all of these things storytelling is also like a story about a dishwasher or a walk in the park or something that your child did you know like there's so many things that you can integrate stories into your business and have them be you know they can be jovial they can be very serious it just depends on like your own voice and the purpose of of sharing that story there now you're using those stories as a way to to serve and to connect with people so it all all builds on each other and I love that yeah and then next step will be step five I think so the next step is fellowship and so this is all about building community building relationships in your business so no business really will thrive without having some sort of relationship with its users in one way or another and obviously that looks different in like different stages of business and the different types of industry that you're in but in some form or fashion there's always going to be a relationship that you have to have with your customer and again if we look at the way that Jesus conducted his ministry most of the time he was in homes with people talking with people talking with his disciples it's all about those intimate relationships with his friends his family and his community and so You need to build those relationships into your business as well. And so this can look um, very different depending on your model. There's lots of ways you can do it. You can build relationships through a Facebook group like you and I have. We have Facebook groups. You can build relationships in emails, like through sales funnels and communicating via email. You can build relationships through calls and DMs. Like There's so many different ways. So Mm. again, it's not about a one-size-fits-all approach. It's about what works for you. But you have to have some way to connect with people so that, again, you can build that trust. You can build that community. You build up A group of people that are very passionate about what you do and are going to turn into your fans that buy and then sell for you which is uh, the dream that you want to work towards in your business yes referral is
0: bread and butter this is the best thing ever yes and for example the clients that i was just talking to you on the call before we were talking for probably six or seven months yeah you know through emails facebook messenger Mm -hmm. and things like this she's been on a few free calls so know that the right person for you is already been appointed by the lord so don't strive and panic or try to grab them or force them to work with you because that's not the way of the kingdom Mm -hmm. let it flow god has a plan for you for your business and he already know who you're gonna be working with so just trust that he will put you in the right uh, place at the right time so that you will be prison for the person that need to hear your message just when they need it and this is what she said to me i don't understand why you pop up onto my messenger and ask me x y and z because i'm struggling with all of this and i kind of really need you right now <laughs> i like that's only god that can yeah. tell me yeah. send her a message like and i wasn't even talking about my product i just say are you okay i haven't seen you for a little while mm-hmm. and that's it and this is how things work. So what I'm trying to say is don't lose hope, create your community and always act with love, excellence and be of service and it will come back to you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love all of that that you just said and I love that like that message that you sent back to her was just to check in because I think we spend we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially when it comes to DMs, to always have to be selling people or to be directing people to the offer all of the time. And a lot of times, it's just reminding them that you exist, (laughs) essentially. Like, you don't know what's going on in their minds, but a lot of times, it's just like popping in to say, hi, how's it going? And then they remember that you're there, because sometimes they forget. Maybe because you then had that quick, casual conversation, they see a couple posts from you, because Facebook or Instagram, you know, has decided that you're friends again, and so, they're like oh they might be interested in your content again and then they see a post and then they're like ah yes i totally forgot all about this i'm so ready let's do it now like you have no idea what journey they're going on so a lot of times when it comes to like building relationships through DMs, it is just relationships, it's connections, and it's offering opportunities to come to free things, to spend more time getting to know each other, and obviously sell things. Like, don't not sell, but build the relationships first, because then people will be more receptive to hearing that sales offer if they are already, like, trusting of you.
0: Yeah, and once you've done that connection, then you can invite them without feeling salesy, because you know that you can help. Which is, I think, your last point, isn't it? Point six is invitation.
1: Yes, so the last part is, yeah, invitation. And this is about growing. It's about actually making sales and bringing more people into your, your space and your audience. Again, lots of different ways that you can do this. Like we're talking about events and workshops. A lot of very popular ones are like having a free a free offer of some type, a free call or a guide or training or something that bring people into an email list or a Facebook group. So many different ways to invite people into your space. And this is what it is, right? Like Jesus never like demanded <laughs> that we follow him and that we believe. It was always an open invitation. It was, hey, believe in me confess your sins and here we are like you're good you're done just do this thing it's an open invitation all you got to do is ask for it right and like that's the approach that we need to have to sales it's not the scary pressured sign up now or you'll die or whatever right it's like hey (laughs) i'm having this party next week i'm having a master class you want to come along and learn some things it's free or hey i have this program i know we've been talking for a while i think that you would love this can we have a conversation about how it's going to help with your goals like you can have in like an invite perspective to your offers as well it doesn't just need to be free things but all you're doing is offering it to someone that's why it's called an offer <laughs> it's not a demand right they can still choose to say yes or no and like I just recorded a podcast a episode for my podcast before I got on and one of the things I was talking about was permission-based marketing where you're just saying like you're giving people that choice and letting them stay in control of the situation. So you can say, here's my offer. I love it. I believe in it. I'm super passionate about it. Do you wanna check it out? Do you wanna do this? And they get to say yes or no. And you're not pushing anyone. It doesn't need to be sleazy. You're just putting it on the table and letting them pick it up if they want to. Yes, exactly
0: right. And I teach that Kingdom Sales Mindset Framework, which is all about that. You serve, you're invited, mm-hmm. you tell them about the transformation that could happen if they decided to join you. But at the end of the day, don't attach to the outcome. Mm-hmm. You have done your part by just sharing and being there for them. Mm-hmm. Now they have to decide okay, this is for me. This is the right time. I'm ready to do it. Mm-hmm. I've been working in insurance a while back and it was all about a script and pushy selling. This is what I had learned. Yeah. I had to knock on the doors. And when the people were pretty much trying to close the door on my face, I had to kind of put my foot on and say, no, but you haven't heard this and this and this. So I've learned a lot of things that I will never teach anybody because I Mm -hmm. felt so horrible doing those things. But this is how I've been taught in the past. But now I do it a totally different way. It's not the world way. I've been taught the world way and I'm doing it with the principle that God is teaching us through the Bible. There's so much wisdom. So read your Bible ladies, please. Yes. <laughs> what you're sharing as well right now, it's exactly that you invite. And also give permission on both sides, give yourself permission to do things not the right way. Cause at the beginning we all learning. Yeah. It's not gonna be perfect, but give yourself permission to make mistakes mm-hmm. because you're learning. Yeah. If you don't look at it with judgment and shame and you look at it, like I tell my clients, like a detective. <laughs> What could I have done better? What did went wrong here? What I didn't like in the way I approached that client. So then you will know for next time, this is definitely something that is not for me. Even though you heard it a lot, like cold DMs and all of those things. Yeah cold dm is not for you so that's it and it's all right Mm -hmm. there's no problem with that so yeah
1: yeah i love that you bring that up because there is so much trial and error in business and you have to try things out to figure out if they work for you because you might not know until you try it like there are some really amazing like dm strategies that are not super sleazy and work really well i tried them they're not really for me because i just i don't like small talk like i can't cope with that But they work for people and people make six figures a year building a client base off of messaging people. So it's definitely possible. And if, again, what your identity is telling you, you're good at, like you love those conversations, you're super extroverted, you love getting to know people, maybe that's totally the right path for you and you need to lean into it. But maybe it's not. Maybe you want to do a podcast have to try things out in order to determine what actually works and yet you have to give yourself permission to fail because you're going to try things that don't work and that's okay you just stop doing them and try something else or you have to persevere and see them through sometimes we quit things too soon so on the flip side like give yourself permission to fail forward and try things and stumble around and then come out the other side but also give your give yourself permission to stop doing something and do something different if it really isn't working or isn't aligned you want to make sure
0: that what you're doing is aligned with what he's teaching you as well yeah and there's a beautiful um verse that i'm meditating on at the moment which says teach me your will for you are my god may your gracious spirit lead me forward on firm footings Mm, i love that so it's so beautiful and it got me thinking about your program you see firm foundation To recap, to make an impact and an income, once you left the world way, for you, you have step one was identity, then step two is calling, step three is ministry, step four is testimony, step five is fellowship, and step six is invitation, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. And I believe you have an amazing freebie for my audience as well. Can you just tell us a little bit more about it?
1: Yeah, so I I walk through all of these steps in I have a um, biblical marketing blueprint which takes people through essentially everything that we've talked about today. It links to podcast episodes, which is my favorite part about it because I have a podcast, I have tons and tons of episodes. So this helps you sift through which ones actually help cover all of the bits and pieces for these different steps. It's got some action steps in there to help actually take some take some action and work through some of the things that I was talking about in each of these steps. And it's a really great place to start if you're like trying to explore what biblical marketing could look like what it means maybe you've heard us talking about this program and you're like oh it kind of sounds cool but I'm not sure I'm ready this is this is where you should start go through this to see what it looks like and and take some action from that and then after you've gone through that if you love it then obviously come join the program we can go through it all in so much more detail if that's all you need amazing take it and run with it and put some things into practice yes very very cool oh thank you that was so insightful I don't know if you have any last words no, just thanks for having me. I love being able to talk through through this step by step because it all makes so much sense. Like I did not come up with this. This idea totally came from God. It was one of those things that was like, hey, let's just talk about biblical marketing. Here's the steps within a day. Like this whole thing was created. It's kind of crazy, but it just comes back down to what you're saying about trusting yourself. Like that's the biggest takeaway that I have for you after listening to all of this. Like the more time you spend in the word, the more time you spend with God the more confident you're going to be trusting your instinct and your intuition because your intuition is going to be totally in sync and in step with what the Holy Spirit is talking to you about and if you can get into that connection where throughout your day you can trust that discernment you can hear that voice talking to you and guiding you that's going to be the best foundation you can give yourself so getting yourself just surrounded in biblical principles is really like the most important thing towards having a biblical based business that's right so go
0: seek God first and you will get the strategy you will get the know-how and you will be able to just step in into who he calls you to be so that you can be ready to serve the people he wants you to serve as well exactly so thank you very much and I can't wait to talk to you again bye thank you bye if you enjoyed this episode let me know by leaving a review and don't forget to share the podcast so others can find it too If you're ready to steward your money wisely and shift your money mindset, jump on a free call so you can get some clarity on what you should be doing next to reach your money goal, become financially confident and honor God. I cannot wait to talk to you. It's time to create fun money habits, let go of your money blocks and let God heal your relationship with money. But remember, true wealth is found in Christ alone. Have a blessed day!